Good morning. It's, an, it's odd to not see you, but it's wonderful to be with you today. So we are going to we're going to go this morning to the book of John. And I'm going to be reading to you from John the second chapter verses 1 through 11, if you want to read along with me. <sighs> On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now standing there, were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water, and they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, now draw some, some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it, and when the steward tasted the water, that had become wine and did not know where it was from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. The steward called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee and revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to assemble together this morning. We thank you that you have kept us through this pandemic, that you have allowed us to, to, to gather together, even if we are distanced, You've allowed us together to hear your word. We ask that you would bless this, this service. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Now, the, the very idea of Jesus attending a wedding might not be where we envision the Son of Man. But if we read the Bible closely, we find that Jesus went wherever there were people in need. He encountered Jews, Gentile, and Samaritans, and the invitation to follow him was available to all. In the first chapter, John gives us insight into his goal or purpose in writing this book. He wrote, here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And in a later verse, he says, and I myself have seen and have witnessed 
have testified that this is the Son of God. Now, long ago when the earth was still in formation, John was writing to help us find our way to God through Jesus. Somehow he knew that we would be standing in the need of prayer even today. Today, I want to talk to you for just a minute from the subject, have faith and believe. It's not often that that we read about Mary, mother of Jesus, in such an active role as we see in today's passage. Not only is she attending the, the wedding, but it appears that she's helping the host make sure that all the guests are well, all goes well at the wedding. When the, the wine runs out, Mary does not hesitate to go to Jesus to inform him of such. From her action, we can submit that Mary knows her son. She goes up to him and says directly, they have no wine. She didn't ask him or tell him what to do. She simply informed him of a situation with an implied implication. Do something. Fix it. There, there must have been friends or, or, or maybe relatives. She didn't want the couple to be embarrassed by running out of refreshments for the guests. Then she went to the servants and instructed them. Do whatever he tells you. In order to say that to the servants, Mary had to know that Jesus would do something. And she must have known that whatever he did would be something spectacular. She paid little or no attention to Jesus' response. Woman, what concern is that to you and me? My hour is not yet come. Mary, I can just imagine, Mary gave Jesus that motherly look. You know, the one that, the one that uses no words but says, you do what I told you. Jesus, in turn, did as he was told. There were six large water jars that held 20 to 30 gallons of water. There's some big jars. He directed the servants to fill them with water. And that was done. After that, Jesus instructed them to draw out some of the water and take it to the chief steward. This sounds like a serious party. Can you picture the scene? As the steward was congratulating the bridegroom for his excellent wine, Jesus went back to his conversation with his disciples as if nothing had happened. Mary off to the side with that contented mother's smile on her face. She must have been thinking, that's my boy. We will not have occasion to sit at a wedding with Jesus, but we all have the opportunity to commune with him, to be transformed by him. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Remember that this was the beginning of Jesus performing miracles. Picture Mother Mary as she stood by and watched her son, the child that she gave birth to. Oh, she knew he was different. She couldn't help. She could not imagine just how different, how different 
Jesus was. But imagine with her what must have been going through her mind as she watched her son. And see the disciples, these men that responded to Jesus' call to come and go with me. They didn't know what he had in mind, but something inside them responded when he said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Something inside told them, follow Jesus. Remember that the event occurred at the beginning of Jesus' journey. The people did not yet know what he was capable of doing. They didn't know the powers that Jesus had, the miracles that he would perform. This was only the beginning of the signs and wonders that he would reveal to the world. Jesus, John tells us that Jesus revealed his glory and the disciples believed in him. This was the first time they had seen Jesus. They had not yet begun the journey and where they would see the things that Jesus would accomplish and teach them how to do. But Jesus revealed his glory. We praise and give glory to God. We sing songs about the glory of the Lord. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory be to the Father. How great the glory of our God. When I looked up in, the, in my Bible dictionary to define glory, it said, we see glory as that side of God which humans recognize, to which humans respond in confession, worship, and praise. Jesus revealed his glory, but it was too early for the people did not know who he was. Only his mother and his disciples were aware of the miracle he had just performed. John tells us in this, in this, this chapter that Jesus showed the beginning of the revelation of his glory. Jesus would reveal his glory when he hung on Calvary's cross. He would reveal his glory when he got up and left the, the burial tomb. He would reveal his glory to the disciples who were frightened to death, not knowing what they would do, what would happen to them after Jesus left. I wonder if we fall in the category today. Are we wondering where Jesus is in the midst of a pandemic? Think back to the beginning of the pandemic. We were advised how to save ourselves. We were advised what safety looked like, but chose to follow our own route. Now, I'm not being flippant here by no means because members of my family have died from COVID. Others have had the disease and recovered. The glory of God and his son Jesus still shines through the Holy Spirit. If we read the Bible, Jesus identifies himself as the bread of life, the light of the world, the gate for the sheep, the good shepherd, the resurrection and the life, the way, the truth and the life, the true vine. 
This is how Jesus has shown himself to us. This is who he has shown himself to us to be. John throughout the book shows us that Jesus is not just a winemaker. He is a heart fixer and a mind regulator. Even now, Jesus through the Holy Spirit is working right now. This day, if you have a problem that you cannot solve, if you have worries that you cannot let go of, if your heart tells you something just is not right, try Jesus. He's a way maker. Try Jesus. He's all right. Try Jesus. He's all right. Try Jesus. He's all right. I'd untried him and he's all right. God bless you.